Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. So it's been hot outside. It's been pretty hot. Um, in Seattle, it hasn't been crazy hot, but uh, you know, for us, you know, anything over probably 80 degrees would be considered hot. Maybe 77. <laughs> we are northwestern. We definitely like things to be in a very tight range in terms of temperature fluctuation. Otherwise, we get very uncomfortable quickly. So if it gets to be above like 80, most everyone's got their AC on. And if it's over 82, ugh, it's absolutely ridiculous. That being said, I know I have a lot of friends who live elsewhere in the country and elsewhere in the world, and it has been a brutally hot summer uh, in a lot of those places, not to mention all these fires that are raging everywhere. And it makes me want to really like talk more about detoxifying our skin and keeping it healthy. Um, all of these things have an impact on our skin's largest organ. Uh, pollution from fires and smoke, um, pollen and carbon off-gassing from trucks and cars and planes and trains and industrial plants and even our furniture off-gassing can have a major impact on our skin because our skin is a respiratory organ. So it is breathing for us. It's assisting in breathing. So it's really important to keep it clean. In the last episode, I talked about double cleansing and how important it is to make sure that you are double cleansing every night. Um, and I really believe that everyone should be doing this. It really does help to clear out the skin, keep it clean and open and able to absorb and breathe. And today I want to talk about the next step. So I'm just breaking down step-by-step step, the fundamental components of a good at-home skin routine. So cleansing your skin obviously is going to be your first step. Double cleansing your skin at night is super critical. Now I want to talk about preparing your skin to absorb moisture, rebalancing your pH, and helping your skin relax and open so that it can be more receptive. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Toner. What is it? Is it all just marketing or do you really need it? Thanks for joining me. So when I was in school, we were taught that toner is a critical step in your skincare routine. I had used a liquid exfoliant and I guess I had used a little bit of a toner um, back when I was a student. I never really knew what it was doing. I just knew it felt good. It felt really nice. And I didn't really know where it went in my skincare routine. I just knew that I was supposed to spray it on my face before I put on my moisturizer. And at school, a girl in our class one day um, spoke up and asked whether it was absolutely necessary that she recommend a toner for her clients. She adamantly opposed the use of toner. And her assertion was, if the entire purpose of a toner is to simply make the skin damp so that it can absorb moisturizer, why wouldn't you just put water on your face? And that's a great question. Um, a lot of people have asked me this very same question. And here was the answer that our instructor gave her. And it, I never even considered it until this moment, but 
your water, your tap water in your faucet is not pH balanced. It is very alkaline. Now, if you have a home reverse osmosis system or you have um, one of those pH modifiers attached to your faucet that you use, that's a different story. However, tap water, basic tap water has all kinds of chemicals. It's got fluoride. It's got additives in it. It has uh, whatever's living in your pipes in your house. So that could be, you know, whether if you have a new house, it could be relatively clean. But if you live like the rest of the world, your house is probably not brand new to you. So you've got some, you've got some stuff in your pipes. And if you just spray your face with water, just tap water, there's, I mean, it's going to, it's going to close down your pores. You're not going to be able to receive and absorb your moisturizer, your serum, whatever you're applying to your skin next. So the difference between tap water and toner is that toner is made with a purified water that is pH balanced. And then it usually contains some kind of botanicals that help the skin to repair, readjust its hydration levels. It can help to calm it down. It can help to energize it. I mean, there's an endless amounts of variations here um, when it comes to botanical um, additives. So Uh, that's the first thing. Toner and water are not the same. The second thing is, isn't toner the same thing as like witch hazel? Like I put witch hazel on my face. So isn't that my toner? A lot of people think this. Um, a lot of people ask me when I ask them if they use a toner, they say, Oh yeah, I use, you know, I I don't know. I can't think of a brand name, but they'll tell me a brand and the brand is, just full of alcohol and witch hazel, that kind of thing. And I have to clarify that that is in fact not a toner. That is an astringent. And the difference is that an astringent is meant to sort of dry the surface of the skin. It can kill bacteria. It purifies, sanitizes, sterilizes, right? So it can be great. Like I I always have witch hazel at my house because witch hazel is great if I have a cut if I have a sunburn, if I have, um, let's say, uh, a pimple that pops and, or it's red and inflamed and I just want the inflammation and the redness to go down, I need to quickly like kill off some of the bacteria that's living there. I, I pat it with a little bit of witch hazel and it takes care of it. But then you still want to use a toner because a toner, its entire job is to relax the skin, rebalance the pH, and open up those channels, those pathways, so that your skin can now absorb serum, moisturizer, etc. So it's more of a humectant assist as opposed to an antibacterial um, sterilization tool. So astringent sterilizes as antibacterial and a toner is a humectant. So that's the difference. So if you have a product at home that you're using every single day and you don't know if it's an astringent or a toner, but the bottle says toner, here are some ways to tell. Number one, look at the ingredients. Obviously, if it has alcohol, anything other than cetyl alcohol, which is C alcohol, 
it's drying you out. And then if it has witch hazel, witch hazel is very drying. If your skin feels dry and you feel like you're not able to absorb your moisturizer and you're applying an astringent to your face, that is the reason why. Now, if you have a toner at home, you're going to know it feels really good. You know, you spray it on your face and it just feels, your skin feels relaxed. It feels comfortable. It feels at ease. And whatever you put on your skin afterwards just like drinks in very efficiently. So there's a huge difference between an astringent and a toner. But whoever decided that they wanted to market astringents as toners has done us all a huge disservice because now everyone is confused. So just to clear it up, check for those ingredients. And if you have witch hazel or alcohol in your product, that is an astringent. That's not a daily product. That is an occasional use as needed type of product. So toner. Toner is lovely. Now there's a lot of ways that you can apply it to your skin. Some of them come in like a liquid that you put onto like a little cotton pad and you pat it onto your skin. I like never use a cotton pad to apply toner. I feel like all of my toner goes into the cotton pad and it just wastes it. If I ever have a product that I have to pat onto my skin, I just pour a little bit into the palm of my hand and then pat my hands together and then just pat it on directly. It works way better. You use less product. It works way more efficiently, but it's wonderful. It's if you use a toner and then you follow up with your serum, your serum is going to really drink in very efficiently. You'll use less of it. You'll absorb more of it and it will penetrate deeper into those tissues. And that's what you really want. Um, some ingredients that I like in toners would be hyaluronic acid, which is like the holy grail, right? It's kind of in everything now. So it's, it's pretty easy to find. It's something that holds a thousand times its own weight and moisture. So once you've applied it to your skin, anything you put onto it um, is going to be absorbed and carried deeper into the skin just like that. So easy. Hyaluronic acid. It's wonderful. And then another thing that I like to look for is sodium PCA. Uh, sodium PCA is a binding agent. It's a moisture binding agent. So it does wonders at helping to like bind moisture to your skin. So these two ingredients are probably my top two favorite ingredients when it comes to toner. I also do really like really high quality rose water. Um, it's just, a, it smells beautiful. It's got this very like calming, soothing, hydrating feeling on the skin. It, all, it's, it feels like it is adding this lovely veil of moisture all by itself, which I love. It really cuts down on my product usage. Um, your serums and your moisturizers are going to be your, probably your most expensive products that you're going to buy because they're just so advanced these days. So they really, the high quality ones anyway, are really packing oh, quite a punch when it comes to ingredient technology and concentration. So by prepping your skin with a toner, you are getting way more value out of those products because you're able to really much more efficiently absorb all of those really intense, critical, uh, concentrated ingredients. Toner is, it's, I feel like it's one of the undervalued parts of a skincare routine. I cannot even tell you how 
frustrated I ma- it made me when the Korean 10-step skincare routine came out. Because here I was, an esthetician of 20-plus years, just every time I do a facial, just having to talk people into doing four steps. <laughs> Cleanse, exfoliate, tone, moisture. That's it. Cleanse, exfoliate, tone, moisture. That's your bare bones basic routine for the largest organ on your body. Not that complicated, but oh my goodness, nobody wanted to do it. And everybody was like, do I really need the toner? Maybe I'll skip the toner this time. No one wanted to do it. They just wanted to go straight to the next step. And I would have to go into great detail about why toner is such a critical piece. Then fast forward a couple years later and boom, everyone suddenly is doing 10 steps of skincare. (laughs) For what? For why? I mean, hey, if if you're into it, great. I personally, I do probably five or six steps at least, but you know, I add an eye cream and I have, you know, a nighttime routine versus a daytime routine. And I have my sunscreen and I have my, anywho, I like, I have a bunch of little things that I like to do. So I am not knocking it at all, but just as a, as a professional esthetician, having to coerce people into just trying four steps (laughs) And then suddenly those same people were just absolutely going crazy doing 10 steps of skincare. It just, I mean, it's great, but oh, the, I was so frustrated. <laughs> I was like, what? Why? Why is four steps a lot, but 10 steps is not crazy? Anyway, I'm glad we've all discovered that our skin requires some steps to keep it healthy. And if you want to keep it really minimal, which I know now, of course, there's the backlash because everybody's been doing 10 steps and going a little overboard. And God knows that I've seen a million people walking in the door with all uh, just tons of new cases of sensitized, irritated skin as a direct result of people layering things they shouldn't have been layering because they were attempting to do this 10 step routine, but not really focusing on what their actual skin needed just trying to follow along with some celebrities routine or some skincare companies routine without taking into consideration their individual needs. And that's where an esthetician comes in handy. That's what I do. I help you to find the exact right products to fit into your routine so that you will get the most bang for your buck and your skin will remain healthy, vibrant, youthful, hydrated, ageless, you know, if possible. And I probably saw a 90% increase in sensitized skin conditions after the whole 10-step skincare craze. So if you are not sure which kind of toner is right for you or if the one that you're using is in fact a toner or an astringent, Take a picture of it. Take a picture of the ingredients. Bring it in. Send me an email. Ask me. I'm happy to answer those questions. (laughs) This is is what I do. I am trying to educate everyone so that we are not just damaging our skin beyond repair. Because as we get older, we really want to be able to maintain a healthy density to our skin. And in order for our skin to really efficiently absorb it has to be prepped properly. So double cleanse, use a toner, then follow that up with your treatment, serums, and your moisturizer. And you will get much better absorption. You will have much more uh, efficient use of your products. 
Um, the worst is when you buy a very expensive moisturizer and you don't properly prep your skin and then you blame the moisturizer for not doing its work. But it can only work if you work it correctly. So I always tell people to think about the difference between picking up a puddle of water with a dry sponge as opposed to a damp sponge. If you put a dry sponge on top of a puddle of water, it's going to take some time to absorb. It takes a while. You're just not going to clean up a spill with a dry sponge. You have to get it wet and squeeze out the excess and really have that like porous, open, receptive surface. And that is what toner does for your skin. I am going to give you the rundown on the best technique for making sure your skin absorbs efficiently. So here's your two minute skin tip. So when you cleanse your skin, uh, about once or twice a week, make sure that you're doing a good exfoliation. Exfoliation is gonna clear off any dead skin cells. Dead skin cells can be a little greedy whenever you apply moisture to it. They tend to absorb everything. So the, the clearer your skin is from those dead cells, the more efficiently your live tissues can absorb what you're putting on. So cleanse your skin first, do a light exfoliation a couple of times a week, then spray your toner or pat on your toner onto your skin. Now, while your toner is still a little damp, that's when you want to get your serum on. Uh, now, if you don't use a serum, you can go straight to moisturizer. Either way works fine. Personally, I like to do a serum, and then I follow that with a little bit of a face oil, and then I apply a moisturizer. So if you are someone who likes an oil and maybe not a moisturizer, you can just forego the moisturizer and just go with your serum and follow that with an oil you're gonna have a much better absorption if you apply things to damp skin. Now, there is a little caveat here. If you're applying retinol or if you're applying vitamin C, you really wanna put those on drier skin. So you would put your toner on and allow it to sink in and drink in and then get a little bit more dry to where it's almost completely dry on your skin. Then you would apply your retinol or your vitamin C. But if you're applying any kind of other serum, right? Any kind of like probiotic serum, prebiotic serum, hyaluronic acid serum, um, you know, anything, any other kind of treatment serum, you really want to apply that to a damp skin with your, your toner underneath. So you would spray your toner, then you would apply your serum, then you would follow that up with your oil and moisturizer. And then of course, sunscreen in the daytime and at night, you just end with your moisturizer. And that is how you would use a toner. There is another product that is sort of between a toner and a serum, and that is called an essence. And an essence has a little bit more of a slip and glide. Um, it's more massageable. It takes a little longer to absorb into the skin. And some people really prefer the feel of something like this instead of just, you know, a liquid toner. And if that is you, absolutely replace that toner step with your essence. So it would go cleanser, light exfoliation, essence, serum, moisturizer, or super simple, cleanse, exfoliate, essence, moisture, done. Uh, and if you want to go com get complicated like I do, you know, double cleanse your skin, 
do a light exfoliation, apply your essence, then apply your serum, then apply your oil, then apply your moisturizer. just just facts man like as you get older you add more steps (laughs) and we haven't even talked about eye cream yet because eye cream personally I don't know how anyone doesn't use eye cream Uh, but that'll be that'll be something we'll talk about in the future thanks so much for listening today I hope you got value out of today's episode The best way to support the show is to share it, rate it, and review it. And please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be alerted when I post new episodes. If you have a question you'd like answered on a future episode, you can click the link in show notes to leave a voice message, or you can email me at hello at powerspaseattle.com. You can book appointments with me from my website, powerspaseattle.com, and I'm on social media at powerspaseattle. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.